Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Here is an email that I received from a client. Dear Mistress Elisa, our calls continue to become more and more intense, and I seem to grow both physically and emotionally. I remember that at the beginning, I wanted to reach a place of vulnerability with you, and I can say that I have done that. I feel free to express not only who I am, but I can share my fears and my insecurities with you. I have grown so much. I began as the timid guy who would never be able to express himself with anyone, and now I am comfortable with myself and with sharing myself with others. I have pushed through my comfort zone and am slowly learning to be more confident in myself. Though not finished, I have gone far beyond my expectations. My calls with you have made me seek out knowledge and experiences that I would never have otherwise sought out. I am slowly becoming the man that I thought it would take another decade to become, and it's all thanks to the confidence that I have gained through the lessons that you have taught me. You and your weekly assignments have taught me so much about myself, and I've only wanted to experience more. Thank you, Mistress, and I hope that the journey that I have been on with you allows me to grow even more. Today I would like to talk about porn and the 20-something-year-old. I want to talk about what I am seeing. I don't know what others are seeing. I don't know what trends are out there and what's being published. But I do know what I'm seeing, and it warrants some attention. There are so many young guys now, I don't deal with anyone under 20, so I, I want to be clear about that from the very beginning, but I still have young people contacting me um, through websites that I'm a member of. I'll get a 16 or 17-year-old saying I'm addicted to porn. Well, I'm not touching that because I work with BDSM and I'm not trying to confuse them. Um, so I don't work with really young clients, but what I am seeing is more and more of the kind of client who started with porn when he was 10 or 11, and he becomes detached from himself, 
he becomes isolated and there's just this space where it's him and his dick and porn and he may stay pretty much the same his dick may stay pretty much the same um, in terms of a short amount of time but the porn changes rapidly and drastically so you can start out today going oh my gosh that feels really good her tits are big okay no big deal people have been doing that since the the late 1800s you know with the very first photographs that's no big deal there's nothing new there but with the internet and with access to so much porn and with so much of it being free they escalate really really quickly so you find young guys who are escalating they are in isolation and their fantasies are out of this world you know by the time a guy is 30 these days if he was exposed to porn at 10 or 11 by the time he's 30 he's into some really hardcore shit and I'm not saying that lightly I mean things that you normally would see a, a 50 55 or 60 year old interested in because they've been escalating throughout their entire lives but now you're getting a guy who's 30 saying I'm into I, I don't want to um, start naming things that are extreme but use your imagination or think about the most extreme fetishes that exist um, in BDSM or in a, a world that's you know open sexually and you're getting 30 year olds who are not only interested but who have jumped into the waters and so you you get them emotionally undeveloped you you get them looking at women as though they are nothing more than a piece of ass to conquer you get them wanting to connect but they can't because they have no idea what to do you see because it's just been them and their room and their dick and their hand or a cam girl it's just been that space so they're missing out on the art of communicating of listening of trying to impress a girl or boy they completely miss out on that so you get a man who's like 30 and he wants to settle down he wants to get married he wants to be in love he loves this woman but he doesn't know how to interact with her because he just sees her as a sexual thing what's happening is with young guys they're becoming I can't say sexualized earlier because there's no such thing as that but they are becoming more exposed to more extreme sexual activities and it's as if the world is saying to them fantasize you know the world is your oyster do whatever you want be whomever you want you know jerk off as much as you want watch as much porn as you want it's a victimless it's not a crime but it's victimless you're not hurting anyone 
You're in your room jerking off for 10 hours a day when you don't have to go to school and that's okay. And it isn't. It isn't because these young guys are growing up to become men who are not able to connect. They're not able to communicate. They're not able to tell you how they feel or what they want outside of what they want you to do with their dicks. But they can't, they can't tell you who they are as a person, as a human being. They aren't able to do that because their identity is completely wrapped up in their dick and the fantasy that has them enraptured in, in this week. They are obsessed with triple F tits this week. Well, next week, it's going to be a dom with a strap on. And the week after that, it'll be um, a, a she-male. And the week after that, it'll be, you know, he's somebody's bottom. I mean, and then they're asking questions like, well, am I gay? You know, I, I really like this. this. This is the only way that I can get off. Well, your sexual identity is not just about what turns you on sexually. So I see it time and time again where a client is caught up in some fetish or in some fetishes and he starts to question his sexual identity. Well, you have to separate those, those two because when you're talking about sexual addiction, you're talking about a slippery slope that you've been on probably for an extended period of time and you have found yourself in a place that you don't recognize and indeed you don't even recognize yourself. So once we start to separate the person from the addiction, we can see how they got wrapped up in these things because they weren't connected to themselves. They weren't connected to their truth. And so they just went with whatever shocked their dick, you know, whatever shocked them. And that's what got them off that week. But the next week they need more and more and more. And so you can see the addictive pattern here. Addictive patterns are not your truth. Addictive patterns are like a snare. 20 year olds are getting ensnared and porn addiction and their sense of self is not being developed they are not developing emotionally they do not become emotionally mature they're not able to handle life and life's situations rejection is foreign to them because they whip out their credit cards and that cam girl or the prostitute or the quote-unquote dominatrix will do whatever he wants her to do because he's paying for it. What happens when that is the extent to which you are able to express yourself emotionally and sexually? That's the world that you have created for yourself. And then you present that self to the woman of your dreams and you say, I, I want to leave this stuff. I want to just start all over. I want to be able to connect with this woman. 
you have to undo what has been done and that takes time I've had a couple of clients who fall into this category and I've said to them you know you'll you'll have to stop dating for a period of three to six months that's a bare minimum and a lot of times they freak out over that um, and, and I'm not telling people to leave their girlfriends that's that's not what's happening I'm talking about the clients who come to me because they want to be in relationships and they don't know how to and so they just bounce from one person to another um, they just go from one cute bubbly or whatever it is that attracts them they go from that attraction to the other to the other to the other and um, they just never sit still there's always a distraction and none of the distractions are fulfilling so I've said to a couple of clients you'll have to um, stand back you'll have to let those things go for a period of three to six months while you discover your truth um, you will work with me to monitor your sexual uh, your, your sex porn and or masturbation addictions I will work with you on those things we're going to monitor them and we'll talk through your triggers and try to get a handle on what's happening when do you feel triggered you know what are you running from what are you running toward what is it that's missing what hurts you know when do you feel like you need to engage to indulge in your addiction and you can't really take a close look at that if you are surrounded by distractions you know the other thing about 20 something year olds and uh, sex porn and masturbation addictions is that you cannot stop cold turkey I mean if this has become your sexual identity I have found that the recovery programs that just say you know pretend like you're not sexual don't jerk off don't have sex don't do anything you are not a sexual being you're going to reset your clock and you know you're going to abstain I have found that those clients uh, several of my clients will pretend to go along with those programs but then they come to me and they say it's just not realistic it's not working but I don't want to tell my sponsor I don't want to be honest with the group or you know this is court appointed I have to do this and so they feel compelled to lie because they want to impress someone you know or they feel that they're going to be in trouble or um, that someone is going to judge them so they go along with the program and they act like everything is okay but they're still calling my service they're still seeing uh, doms they're still seeing prostitutes they're still seeing cam girls I have found that it's best when your identity is wrapped up in your sexual um, your sexual desires when when your personality and all that you know about yourself is filtered through your genitalia you simply cannot just stop you, you can't you, you just can't I'm sure that there are 
are people who will want to argue for the sake of arguing um, and you know have at it feel free to do that but I can tell you that I've had clients who've said well I abstained for three months six months nine months a year and then suddenly one day I just acted out it just you know it was like I reached my limit and I did more and I did worse than I've ever done before so what happens is it, it, you think of addiction like a fucking beast it's lying inside of you and you may think that it's lying dormant but addiction is never dormant addiction is always looking for an outlet and so when your guard is down and you're telling yourself I've kicked this I'm done you you are setting yourself up for a huge failure you're setting yourself up to shock even yourself you know who you are and what you're capable of but when you have pushed addiction down and you've tried to bottle it and it's growing and it's just a matter of time usually before it explodes and you act out so again we're looking at 20 something year olds and the patterns that I see happening with them many of these guys are lost and they are trying so hard to figure out who they are and where they are going and how to be successful um, how to feel comfortable in their own skin how to be proud of themselves how to make their loved ones proud of them how to have that loving relationship and because they have not matured emotionally and mentally they they just run to the that great getaway which is the privacy of their own room and porn and the cam girl of their choice or the videos of their choice and that is the extent to which they have grown and developed sexually mentally emotionally what chance do they have of really and truly connecting with a woman and contributing to a meaningful relationship the conversation that I hear a, a lot of times is well she won't do what I want her to do and that's the reason she's my girlfriend she's supposed to have sex with me whenever I want she's supposed to do whatever I want her to do I'm paraphrasing but pretty much this is what I hear this is what porn conditions you to believe you believe that a woman is there for nothing more than to be your happy sex toy you know because in porn uh, she's just there mouth open she doesn't care if you do your do all over her hair I'm trying to be pretty clean I don't know who's listening to this but you know porn is just not realistic she's always ready to take a couple of dicks in every orifice and you know she's smiling and she just can't get enough and listen it's not realistic if porn has become your world you need to know that your world is not real you need to know that as a 20 something year old that you're setting yourself up for 
significant problems and a great deal of heartache. If you are 20 something and you find yourself addicted to porn, sex and or masturbation, um, then I'm going to give you some tips. And these tips will sound sort of vague or like really vague, but these are tips that you can use in conjunction with accountability, in conjunction with counseling, in conjunction with support. Okay. So while you are trying to pull uh, your, your support system together, there are some things that you can do on your own. These things in and of themselves will not work. I will be clear about this. They will not work by themselves. You need support. You need accountability. You need someone who's not invested in your fantasy world to help ease you out of that fantasy world and come to the light. So here are a couple of things that you can do. You can identify your feelings. I know that this sounds crazy and it actually irritates a number of clients when I, I say this over and over again, but this is the starting point. You need to identify your feelings. Are you sad? Are you hurt? Are you lonely? Are you depressed? Are you celebratory? Are you excited? Are you happy? Are you anxious? If you are addicted to sexual things, then you are probably expressing your emotions through your dick. And so what you can do is figure out what the trend is. Are you running to your addiction when you are mostly sad, when there are mostly negative emotions, when you've been triggered? That's the other thing. You want to know what your triggers are. Once you start to identify your emotions, you'll start to figure out which emotions are leading you to your addiction. In other words, you have to become responsible for understanding what your own patterns are. You can't just go to someone and say, fix me. That happens to me all the time and it doesn't work that way. No one can fix you. Indeed, I don't think you're broken. That's just my personal opinion. I just think you're hurt and wounded and, and that you need to heal, but I don't think you're broken. So you need to understand how you're feeling. You need to understand what your triggers are so that you can see when it is that you really feel like you need to engage in your addictive patterns and your addictive behavior. When is it that you want to go see a prostitute? When do you want to call your favorite cam girl? Did you have a rough day at work? Did you have an argument with someone? Did you feel humiliated? Are you feeling overwhelmed and like you're not meeting your potential? Has there been something going on underneath the surface for a couple of days and you try to push it down, stuff it in and that never works until so you finally act out. You want to be on top of these things so that you can cut it off or intercede before you get to the point of acting out. You want to find someone in your life that um, can hold you accountable. And this works best if the person is not judgmental. 
It works best if the person is not necessarily struggling with the same things that you struggle with, but perhaps they have struggled with the same things so that, you know, they hear you and they understand you better. They don't hear you and judge you. And this is one of the problems that I see and that my clients see with the mental health profession. Psychiatrists and psychologists seem to largely, not always, but seem to largely be trained to judge. And and so there's a feeling of, I'm going to you know, talk to my counselor about my BDSM related fantasies and or activities. And you just know that that person is going to judge you. And so most of my clients will keep it a secret. They just, you know, mom's the word. They won't say anything. So you need to find someone that you can talk to, someone who understands, someone who will listen. You also need someone who's going to call you out on your bullshit because when you are an addict, you bullshit yourself. And so you will find yourself speaking and you might hear that, well, that that's incongruent. You know, I sound like I'm speaking shit, but I can justify it to myself. And so you keep going with it. You need someone who's going to call you out on your shit and say, listen, that, that doesn't sound healthy. Or listen, what you're saying and what you're doing do not match up. Um, you need someone who's going to love you unconditionally. But, you know, you also need to realize that you cannot receive love from other people if you don't love yourself. So a lot of times we want people to love us, but if we don't love ourselves, we can never get enough love from others. It's like a bottomless pit that we create. You know, oh, I need more love from you. I need more and more and more and more and more. Love me more. Love me more. That's not enough. I need more and more and more. You don't love me as much as you did last week or last month. Why are you changing? And what's happening is you you drain the other person and they get tired. You know, they start running empty because they are giving, giving, giving. And you, as an addict, really don't have much to offer. And so a lot of times addicts are looking for, uh, you know, they're looking for love as if that is going to fix them. But you need to realize that when you have a bottomless pit, when you are a bottomless pit, that there is nothing that anyone else can do for you that will address that issue. Anything that anyone does will be temporary you know, and you will want more and more and more from them, more and more and more of them. But it's not fixing the void that's inside of you. What else can you do as uh, a 20 something year old who wants a different path for yourself? If you find yourself addicted to sex, porn and masturbation addictions, I think one of the most important things that you can do is learn how to tell yourself the truth. Because until you are honest with yourself, you're, you're not going to be honest with anyone else. And uh, just because you're honest with yourself doesn't mean 
that you are an open book with everyone else around you. You have to choose wisely. Who do you tell what to? You, you don't just go around being an open book with everyone, but you should know yourself just like you're looking at the back of your hand. You know, every line, every crevice, every, you know, everything. I've got a little mark on my hand where I, I hurt myself a while ago. You know, everything about the back of your hand. You need to know your insides that way. You know, you need to understand your motivations, your desires, your wants, your needs, your fears. And these are the very things that people are running from when they are running toward addiction. They don't want to deal with pain, frustration, anxiety. They don't want to deal with those things, but those are the things that you need to deal with, sweetheart, if you are going to work through addiction. This message can help individuals who are over 20, but I wanted to put something out there for my younger clients because I am seeing so many young people. Um, when I say young, I mean teenagers. Um, but again, I don't take teenagers on as clients. I'm seeing so many young people get caught up in addictions um, related to sex porn and masturbation and it's like they're sucked in and they're not talking they're not communicating pride takes over and you know they start to believe the hype about their dicks and um, about how amazing their dick is and now their dick has a name and they can make a girl feel better than anyone else and that's not what relationships are about if all you want to do is go through life just being a dick that fucks people, then okay, find willing partners and, you know, that's going to be good for a couple of days or so. It definitely might feel good, but that's not going to be fulfilling. And if you don't believe me, then look at how you escalate. If you don't believe that that is not fulfilling, then look at where you are today and look at where you were five years ago, ten years ago, one year ago, six months ago. What you do is not fulfilling, it's just a distraction. And so you're always wanting more, you're always needing more. And the thing that I try to remind my clients of all the time is that addiction is not something to fuck around with. Addiction is out to destroy you. You know, when you look at a drug addict, you, you never see a drug addict who goes, you know, okay, that's enough. I've lost enough weight. I, I've damaged my body enough. I'm going to stop now or I'm going to slow down now. No, the worse they look and the worse their health becomes, the more drugs they need, the more intense they need for that next high to be. And so it, they don't just deal with this drug they have to mix it with something else or they mix it with several something else's and you can think of porn uh porn sex and masturbation addictions in the same way addiction is addiction and and they do operate differently um sexual addictions operate 
and a different matter from chemical addictions. Uh, I'm not trying to create some debate here, and I do not have a PhD in this, but I know what I know. So yes, addiction is addiction, and there's this thing going around where, where people want to write essays on, you know, what's happening in your brain, and they want to argue over the, and while they're arguing, and while they're debating, and while they're trying to make a name for themselves, people are hurting, and people are trying to get well, and, and it, it just seems like the conversation around addiction is more about theory and less about applying and I see it all the time there are too many clients coming to me and coming to my space you know night Florida in spaces like this because the mainstream uh, industry that is supposed to be there to help them that is supposed to have the answers it feels so cold and disconnected they feel like you don't relate to them, like you don't hear them, like you judge them. And so they find me and people like me and say, can you help me? So no, I, I don't want a debate. I don't want an argument. I I want help for people who are struggling. And I especially am focusing on 20-something-year-olds who really should be finding their way in life. It should be understanding who they are as men, who they are as human beings. They should be understanding what their potential is, what their next step is, you know, what their path looks like, what their dreams are, what they want to create for themselves. But instead, you know, they're caught up in addiction and, and the professionals, I'm using air quotes, are arguing and debating and writing articles and sitting across from them with their legs crossed and their pens perched and they're just ready to write feverishly about how this person should be medicated and how they judge this person. I think that we need to do more in the way of listening and holding accountable um, and supporting and less judging and less arguing and less theorizing. If you are a 20-something-year-old who is struggling with sex-related addictions, I hope that this podcast has helped you. It's not an easy journey, but it is, an, it is a journey worth taking. So every day you wake up, I want you to put one foot in front of the other, and I want you to go through those steps that I mentioned. I want you to be in touch with how you're feeling. I want you to try to identify your triggers. I want you to communicate with someone who holds you accountable and who calls you out on your bullshit. Someone who supports you and someone who loves you unconditionally. Do those things for yourself and you will make a great deal of uh, headway. You will be able to start coming out of addiction. I hope that this podcast has been a help to uh, someone out there. You guys take care and if you want to learn more about me and my services, you can visit my website at www.alisacoaches.com A-L-I-S-A 
C-O-A-C-H-E-S dot com.